getting there um okay well you know another typical show the usual poetry and movie reviews and facts and things like that um nothing special in this one i don't think uh got another song from my friend donald that i'll play on here and then uh that'll take care of them those songs because they're the only two I've got for now. But anyway, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into the uh, movie review, real time. Real time. Real time. Today's movie, Reefer Madness. This film was done in 1936. It's a black and white. It's approximately 67 minutes long. The description goes as follows. This 1930s cult classic shows in a fun and comical way how marijuana is public enemy number one. With just a little toke, average teenagers become addicts turning into psycho killers and brazen hussies. It's starring Dave O'Brien, Dorothy Short, Warren McCollum, Lillian Miles... Charlton Young, Thelma White, directed by Louis Gaznier. Yeah, Reefer Madness. It's um, it's one of those kind of got a cult following, you know. Um, a lot of people know about it, but um, I think even uh, <clears throat> Michael Nelson from Mystery Science Theater, uh, there's a, a version of Reefer Madness that he did commentary on. I think that was the one. Anyway, yeah, that's Reef for Madness. Back when they had a whole marijuana scare back then, thought it caused murders and stuff to come about. Anyway, check that one out if you can. Okay. Hmm. Man, I was looking through all the news articles today. Not, I mean, there, there are no good news articles. Nothing good. Nothing good to hear. Not that the news is coming up or anything, but, you know, man, I tried to find stuff. There's one or two articles that really, you know, when I say good, I mean, like, good news, good things that have happened. Since I couldn't find any, I had to dig up someone. You know, the only things you could find that are decent are, like, technology or entertainment or something. And Anyway, it's a dark, scary world these days. I mean... That's what they would like you to think. I seem to be doing all right. Anyway, what else? Nothing. Grass is growing. It's getting greener outside. Trees are starting to bloom. Flowers and bushes are getting bigger. That's good. Good sign for the lawn company. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, anybody living in the... Johnson County area, Tarrant County areas of Texas, near Cleburne, Burleson, Joshua, yeah, anybody need your lawns done? Get clean-cut lawn service to do it. 
Check my other episodes for their email address. I can't be bothered giving it out this time. What's up next? Poetry Corner? Okay. I got one for you today. Poetry Corner. Today's poem is by Sir Walter Scott, 1771 to 1832. This one is called Lucy Ashton's Song. Look not thou on beauty's charming, sit thou still when kings are arming. Taste not when the wine cup glistens, speak not when the people listens. Stop thine ear against the singer, from the red gold keep thy finger. Vacant heart and hand and eye, easy live and quiet die. What's this? Word of the day? Okay, today's word? Hackneyed. It's like hackneyed. Hackneyed. H-A-C-K-N-E-Y-E-D. It's an adjective. It means without originality. Trite. That word is hackneyed. Ooh, what's this mean? Three minute update usually lasts six minutes. <sighs> what do we have for you today? Not much, let me tell you. Well, in the way of good news. For starters, this one comes to us from Reuters. Brought to you by Reuters. Dial N for naked. <clears throat> London. Up to a third of telephone users in Britain make calls in the nude, with men more prone to do it without clothes than women, a survey revealed on Thursday. Research commissioned by Britain's post office, which offers a fledgling home phone service, revealed that 40% of men admitted to nattering naked compared with 27% of women. The results were based on a survey of 1,500 telephone users. The research also showed that people were so busy that 1 in 10 people admitted to wandering off and leaving the caller talking to themselves. pretty funny. I don't think I've ever walked off while on the phone. I've fallen asleep while somebody was talking and they talked for a while. And then I was awakened by my name being repeated. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked in the nude though. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's that one. What do we have here? Next one, this is brought to us by the Associated Press. Bear wrestler, owner criticized by PETA. This is a Cleveland, Ohio. Lance Palmer, a 140-pound high school wrestler and four-time state champ, taps into his wrestling skill whenever he takes on Caesar Jr. That's the bear's name. Skill comes in handy when your opponent is a 650-pound black bear. Palmer recently wrestled Caesar at the annual Cleveland Sport Travel and Outdoor Show, pinning the animal on its back. Although he says he never hurts the bear, Palmer and the bear's owner have been criticized by animal rights groups. Norfolk, Virginia-based People for the Eth Ethical Treatment of Animals has sought to... Oh, that's PETA, by the way. 
has sought to make owner Sam Mazzola a focal point of its national efforts to ban bear wrestling. PETA is demanding that the U.S. Department of Agriculture revoke Mazzola's license to exhibit exotic animals. For a small fee, Mazzola allows people to wrestle the bear or have a picture taken inside a cage with his other bears or a tiger. Quote, Sam Mazzola continues to flout federal regula- regulations and expose the public to very real danger, end quote, said Debbie Lee Leahy, PETA director. Quote, bear wrestling is as ludicrous as it sounds, and it's high time that it was regulated, uh, relegated to the dustbin of history, end quote. Mazzola said bear wrestling has been part of his business, World Animal Studios, Incorporated in Columbia Station in Northeast Ohio for over 20 years, and he has no intention of stopping now. Most of his shows are at county fairs within the state. PETA says bear wrestling is banned in 20 states, but not in Ohio. Quote, To be able to bring an animal out into the public and do what we do is not easy. I mean, we're talking about a bear. Do you even realize how much work, time, and love we put into that? It's like nobody stops to realize that, end quote, Mazzola said. (coughs) Excuse me. Randy Coleman, a USDA inspector, attended the wrestling match on March 18th, but declined comment. Palmer, 19, a senior at St. Edward High School in the Cleveland suburb of Lakewood, has been wrestling bears since he was four years old. His father is an animal trainer for Mazzola. Palmer, who gets paid by Mazzola, said he has had a few scratches and bruises wrestling bears, but no serious injuries. He views it as another training method, even if there's potential for danger. But he said animal rights activists are misguided. Mm -hmm, Probably so. Quote, Bears are probably eight times stronger than people, said Palmer, uh, who is headed to Ohio State as a collegiate wrestler. Quote, If they wanted to, they could do a whole lot of damage to people. But if they're having fun, like Caesar was, then they will play with you all day. End quote. And that's the end of that article. Um, I don't see a problem with it. Those animal rights people, they're weird anyway. Um, when you care more for animals than you do people, something's wrong. They put it across like, you know, they're concerned with the people getting injured, but, you know, the bear's playing and whatnot. Sure. They act like it's cruelty to this bear. Um, if the bear wanted to, it could munch all of those people that are, um, wrestling it. Okay. And probably very easily. This is a 650-pound black bear versus a 140-pound high school wrestler. Come on. If the bear felt threatened and was being injured... I'm pretty dang sure it would defend itself and eat the boy. Okay. Shouldn't have to worry about this animal being uh, treated cruelly, whatever. You weirdos. Okay, so that's that. I mean, that's not to say I'm all, you know, all for cruelty of animals, but I don't see that this is cruel. Um. Okay. Man, that's the only two I can dig up. Couldn't find any other, um news articles that were on the positive side. We found those two. 
So what else? What else do we have? Hmm. I don't know. There's nothing new today. Nothing going on. So we'll go ahead and cut the news short. That is a three-minute update. Might actually have lasted three minutes. I don't know. song I'm going to play from Donald. Um, Donald Rogers, my friend from Wisconsin, recorded quite a few songs, but I've only got two of them. I played one for the last episode that was the uh, Coming Back Around or It's Coming. I forget what it's called. Anyway, today we got one, and as far as I know, it's called Heart Going. Um, also a good song bit on the lighter side, but it's still good. Worth playing. Since I left, you've been on my mind. Wanna be there where you are, but it ain't my time. Since I left, I fell for you and you for me. But girl, it's ain't usually me. Since I left, I gotta call you up in the middle of the night.
Donald Rogers. And a very special thanks to my good friend for allowing me to play that on here. So thanks, bro. What do we have next? Oh, I don't know. Quick quotes and fast facts. That's what we've got. Okay. Today's quick quote is by Dwight D. Eisenhower. Quote, We are going to have peace even if we have to fight for it. Okay, as far as fast facts go, here's some I got for you. These are toilet facts. Hmm. The most impossible item to flush is a ping pong ball. In a survey, it was discovered that 91% of 30,000 British women surveyed won't sit down properly on public toilets, but instead adopt a semi-sitting squatting position. Psycho was the first Hollywood film that showed a toilet flushing, thereby generating many complaints. The first toilet air freshener was a pomegranate stuffed with cloves. The idea of separate cubicles for toilets is a relatively modern invention. The Romans, for example, sat down together in large groups. In Victorian times, loo seats were always made of wood. The well-to-do sat on mahogany or walnut while the poor put up with untreated white pine. The Victorians gave their toilet names gave their toilets names such as Cascade, Optimus, Alerto, Pluvius, Deluge, Tornado, Aquarius, Niagara, Planetus, and the Subito. The town council of Cheltenham Spa once voted to replace the words men and women on their public toilets with ladies and gentlemen in order to attract a better class of person. <clears throat> in the Middle Ages, waste from public latrines ran directly into the river or the sea. There you go. There's our fast facts for the day. What's up next? Skyscraper. Okay, we last left off where Johnny Man um, went home. We went to uh, Roselinder's home. Walked in, gave his hat and coat and to the butler, and tossed him a quarter. He looked at the coin and frowned. And this is where we pick up. Don't spend it all in one place, Jeeves, I said, and then turned and walked into the living room with Miss Lindrit. We sat down on the same couch, and she slid a little closer to me. I don't like private eyes, you know, she said, but you're different. Not really. I'm like any other private eye. Smart attitude, discourteous, rude. You're just wanting something that I'm not giving. You don't give up, do you? No, and I want some answers. I'm telling you, I don't know who he is. I just do the jobs for the money. I stood up and started walking towards the door. Okay, yeah, I knew he was crooked, but I needed the money. I have a life to live and bills to pay. It seemed easy enough to get a guy where I needed him. I stopped at the door and turned back around. I'm listening, I said as I made my way back over to her. You won't go to the police about it, will you? Anything else about the fat man? No, that's all I knew. What are you going to do? 
Where's the fat man's hideout? You won't tell anyone that I told you this, will you? Where's the hideout? It's in the Mantong warehouse, 35th and Maple. I got back up, walked out. No goodbyes, I just left. I reached the warehouse an hour later, after getting lost down some alleyway and having to pay a bum for directions out of there. It was a run-down place. Weeds had grown up all over the parking lot. I parked my car, got out, and walked over to the front door of the building. As I walked over, I checked my forty-five to make sure it was loaded. It was. Inside, I could hardly see a thing. It was dark and moist. A distant glow to the left of me made me assume that that was where they were at. I started walking that direction when a rat on a rafter above me squeaked and ran, causing an old oil can to fall. It was loud. I stood there in silence for about five minutes. I was sure they had heard. I bent down to look at the can. That was a mistake. I stood back up and there was a Joe with a gun trying to bore a hole in the back of my head. Easy, Mac, he said calmingly. Turn around slowly and no funny stuff. I turned slowly. I could smell whiskey on his breath. He was so close to me. He reached in my coat and pulled out the forty-five. A lot of good that did me. All right, he said. Get walking. Where to? Just walk. The fat man will want to see you. It's time for the grub worm. Let's see what garden facts and news we have today. This is from the Ohio State University Facts Sheet, Horticulture and Crop Sciences, Fertilization of Lawns by John R. Street and Susan K. White. A good lawn needs adequate nutrition for good growth. Lawns need regular fertilization to keep the grass growing and weeds out. The best way to determine a fertilization program for your lawn is to take a soil test. Your county extension agent will advise you on how to take a soil sample and how to send it to the soil testing laboratory. The report from your sample will be returned by mail and will tell you what mineral elements your lawn needs. Hmm. Fertilizer analysis. Grass should be fertilized with nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Choose a fertilizer with the proper ratio of each of the nutrients to correspond to the soil test results. The fertilizer label must state the percentage by weight of nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium in that order. A 20-10-10 fertilizer has the mineral elements in the ratio of two parts of nitrogen, one part phosphorus, and one part potassium. In other words, two to one to one. As does a 10 to 5 to 5. The difference is that weight for weight, the 10 to 5 to 5 contains half as much fertilizer value as the 20 to 10 to 10, and twice as much would have to be used for the same result. <clears throat> a 100-pound bag of 10 to 5 to 5 fertilizer contains 10 pounds of actual nitrogen. So 100 pounds by 10% nitrogen equals 10 pounds. 5 pounds of actual phosphorus and 5 pounds of actual potassium. The amount of nutrients in any fertilizer can be determined in the same way. The amount of fertilizer product to apply is based on the percentage of, percentage of nitrogen, the first number in that analysis. Generally, a 3 to 1 to 2 or a 4 to 1 to 2 or 5 to 1 to 2 ratio is considered best for Ohio lawns. The ratio need not be exactly 312, 412, or 512. For example, 2466 analysis approaches a 412 ratio, and a 10 to 37 grade is close to a 312 ratio. Substitutions of this type can be made without concern. Types of nitrogen. 
How do you choose between products with the same nitrogen uh, nutrient content? The big choice is between fast and slow release of the nitrogen fraction. The percentage of the total nitrogen that is water insoluble and that which is water soluble usually is listed on the fertilizer bag. In the water soluble form, the nitrogen is available quickly and in the insoluble form, it is available slowly. A good turf fertilizer contains some of each kind of nitrogen. The slow release portion um, provides nitrogen over a period of time but is not available to the plant during cool weather. The soluble fraction or fast release will provide nitrogen almost immediately after application and during cool weather. Something approaching a 30% to 50% insoluble or slow release, which is time released nitrogen, is suggested. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and finish that there. Hopefully I can... I'll remember to finish that up on the next episode of The Grub Worm. Hmm. Does this mean? It means the end of the show is already here. That concludes our... What is it? I don't know. Bi-daily? Broadcast? Podcast? Anyway... That wraps up episode 5. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope it's getting a little better. Still working on it, okay? I'm trying to come up with ideas here. Okay. Well, that's that. You guys, uh, email me with any questions. Check out my, uh, the blog for this. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys in two days or so. Have a great couple of days. I am out of here.